here at Lake Grove Presbyterian Church, we recognize the complexity of this season and are inviting all of us to reflect on our experience of this complicated and uncertain time. Hi, Susan, and hi, everyone. Welcome to Caring Conversations. We feel such honor and um, privilege to be able to enter into your homes, enter into your car, wherever you're listening to us. Um, and we invite you to join us as we talk about name, difficult topics, or maybe just the realities that we are um, going through and we are the realities that we are living in today. Um, we are uh, almost at a year um, since March last year of 2020, when we were told that um, we had to all shelter in place. And so, Susan, I wanted to hand it off to you, and um, I'm curious as to what you want us to talk about today. Well, as always, it's so nice to be with you, um, Lillian, and with those of you who are listening, we so I welcome you to the conversation and just naming what this season is like. And Lillian, it has really struck me lately how it is just as we near this year mark, how wearying that is. Um, I know I feel it around me and within myself even that, wow, this is exhausting and has been exhausting because also, we know, and we've named several times, it isn't simply the pandemic that we're dealing with, but we have dealt with so many other things throughout that were unusual. And then just regular old life. And so what I thought I wanted to name for us today and talk about is emotional exhaustion, right? Like some of us, I know we may feel like, you know what, I've been at home, I hardly ever leave home. It's not like I'm um, frantically uh, doing so many things that I'm exhausted. So why am I exhausted? And I, I think it is part of this just emotionally exhausted. We are weary from holding all of these things. Um, and it, it just in such a, a vulnerable place, really, which, you know, I'll talk about in a minute of a lot of the things we would use for help and emotional exhaustion, they have very much been altered by the way we live in COVID. But Lillian, you mean, do you mean um, like our coping mechanisms, the coping mechanisms that we used to rely on are altered now that we're in COVID? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. 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 So one first, do you sense that emotional exhaustion as well? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. And I, um, I appreciate you bringing the topic up because it's almost hard to discern. Mm -hmm. it's, um, there is like a constant exhaustion, but it's not because of a particular, right? It's not because I had this immense project to work on or because, you know, you know so it's hard to pinpoint. Mm -hmm. um, and so I appreciate how you're saying that yeah, we're holding a whole lot and right. that's affecting us. Right. And, um, as you were going to talk about, you know, how then, I mean, all the coping mechanisms that we are used to, to help rest and restore um, were altered. And so then what do we do? What do we do now? Right. I, 
I do want to move into that. And I want to give one word picture Mm -hmm. that I've been using this week that has really helped me because, because of that, that point of how it can be hard to discern why we feel so exhausted. That can be just so puzzling. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we've all been uh, like, we are running a marathon that turned into an ultra marathon, which if you're not a marathoner, that means it's 50 or a hundred miles instead of just 26.2. But in reality, we were running the marathon with fuel for a 5k. Um, so that kind of describes just the exhaust, exhaustion level or a way that you can imagine it. And so I want to share with you this list, like these would be the coping mechanisms or the strategies that would be recommended when we are feeling really emotionally depleted. Um, and I'm going to share the list as it is, would be given pre-COVID. And I, cause I want us and everyone who's listening to hear these because something might perk in you of a way, oh, I could reach for that. And because we may want to talk a little bit about, well, how would we amend that to be in this, you know, COVID friendly living that we're having to do? So hear this list and see if something really sparks, jumps out at you. One, cultivate your social support. Reaching out to a friend. Pets are included. Like you just need to make a physical connection. So that can be with our beloved furry ones. Reconcile a relationship. Serve one another. Is there a way to help? Rest. Laugh. Cry. Create appropriate boundaries. Envision a better future. Offer thanks. There's those gratitude lists. Grant grace. Being rich in faith. Hold fast to hope. And above all, love. So as you listened or heard, listened to that list or heard it, you can definitely hear the scripture that's right at the end of there that, oh, but the, (laughs) but what is most important, faith, hope, and above all, love, hanging on to that. But I wonder if anything maybe perked up for anyone in listening to those of, oh, I am missing that. Lillian, was there anything that popped out to you or, or, and it could also have popped out in a way of a mourning of, I wish it was easy to just call a friend and go for coffee, you know, those types of things. What, what struck you? Yeah, I think you nailed um, the head, the head, or you, yeah, you got it. The whole morning, the, oh, I can't get together. But, you know, as you were reading the list, I noticed that the list is far more than um, what we thought we relied on as our, I don't like to use the word coping mechanism, but what we used, you know, in our lives to help alleviate um, our stress or revive us. I think the first one you mentioned was cultivate social support. And that to me spoke of getting together and um, 
going for coffee and spending time with friends. But a lot of the other ones were that of an, it, it, to me, it was an attitude. You know, so to be able to rest and laugh, well, we could do that now during, you know, when we're at home and under the restrictions, we could cry and um, have that heart of gratitude and hold on to love, you know, and hope. So a lot of the ones that you've mentioned, and I um, invite our listeners to maybe even go back, like rewind a little bit and listen to the list once again, because um, I appreciate this list because it just helps us not get focused on what we can't do. Yeah. Um, but here are opportunities for us to do within our current setting. Yes. I think that this, this list was so helpful for me too. And in thinking of some of the coping strategies that many of us have reached for in this, it might be, oh, we're binging on Netflix or whatever, but then use it as an opportunity for laughter right? Choosing something funny and realize I am doing this for my emotional health right now, of course. And then those setting appropriate boundaries. I think this, this is one for me that I know, you know, now being, okay, my work, my home, everything is in my home. And so having those boundaries, it just is carving it a little bit differently, mm -hmm. but, um, yes, not letting, um, someone was sharing the other day that phrase don't let perfect be the enemy of good and i would encourage our listeners and those walking through this too don't let because we can't have the full thing as we would dream it don't let that stop you from doing a little piece of it and it might be don't stop the tears if tears want to come let them out right to go ahead and, and take those little pieces and if it's a simple text, if you text for a social connection or, um, you know, a call, taking a little bit of a moment to dream about a future that, yes, to look ahead a little bit, even knowing we know it's uncertain, but to look ahead a little bit for um, putting what you're looking forward to in there. I am reminded in scripture, one, I love that Proverbs is just so straight and to the point. I love the way they, they're just so clear. I want to read one. The translation is from the message, so it will sound a little bit more um, colloquial. Like a cool drink of water when you're worn out and weary is a letter from a long lost friend. <laughs> I think I just love the pairing of the weariness and then a letter from a friend. And so I thought we could each take um, one, the gift of, you could be the one sending a card or a note <laughs> and it, recognizing how that actually helps with our weariness. And then remember the way God so well provided for Elijah after a really intense season for him and um, angels ministered to him in a nap and a good meal. <laughs> the simple ways of taking care of ourselves. We've mentioned that one before on here. Um, I, yeah, please. I love the simplicity of that. I think that we are, um, you know, we've been through so much. Um, just most recently, we're all hit with 
this ice storm and many of us lost power um, or maybe it was just across the street that um, neighbors lost power. It was, or there's just trees and um, debris everywhere. And what I've heard from people is um, returning to the simplicity and just how in what you mentioned, so a, a friend to a, a letter to a friend or a nap and a meal, you know, those simple things can be a place of great rest and restoration. Um, so not to dismiss the simplicity. That is a, a beautiful invitation of today. And then I'd love to remind everyone that if you would like some of that social connection, we have Stephen ministers who are trained in really good listening. Someone to just be with you in this, to talk. And if you are interested in that, would you reach out to us, to myself? My email is susang at lakegrovepress.org. You can, of course, connect with Lillian as well, lillian at lakegrovepress.org. And we could get you connected with someone just to listen and walk through this time. Um, the Lord is with us. May you feel that, that deep peace. Thank you for that good word, Susan. And so thank you all for joining us for another episode of Caring Conversations. Until we meet again, take care.